1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard calls the Scottish FA's handling of Ryan Jack's injury careless Scott Brown praises fans on both sides of the divide for their support after abuse outside Ibrox and Stephen Naismith will miss Hart's huge meeting with Motherwell on Saturday I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Fraser Wishart and Gordon Deal. Yes, good evening Gordon and with international football now putting the back burner for another month we can concentrate on domestic football at the weekend a lot of big games coming up Early kick-off Hamilton Celtic Second play third At Ibrox Rangers v Livingston And it's a big weekend You've got to say For St Johnston Hearts Sitting down there 12th 11th Got to get something So interesting uh, Games ahead Yeah I mean I think we're just glad To get back to talking Hopefully with domestic football I know Stephen Gerrard's Made a couple of comments About Ryan Jack And if he, if he does miss the, the weekend's game Which looks likely Then that'll be a real blow To the Rangers He's been excellent But that's really a matter For him and in the Scottish FA But uh, after everybody feeling really down Then we're back to hopefully some good football at the weekend And the great thing is Gordon It only goes away for a, a couple of weeks But it really seems to intensify Whether it is that absence makes the heart grow fonder Is that what they say? The yeah. domestic football has been away And there are so many fascinating aspects to it when it starts back Can Celtic pick up where they left off following the old firm? Can Rangers on the other hand bounce back? You mentioned at the bottom of the table How much do the Edinburgh sides need a win? The transfer window's closed How many new players will we see make their debuts? It should be a brilliant weekend Yeah, it's back to the excitement, Gordon Obviously when Celtic play early Then if they pick up the three points Which you expect them to do It will be difficult against Hamilton But you expect Celtic to do it Then it's over to Rangers in second place And they come up against a Livingston team Who's been absolutely superb From the start of the season Sitting up there in third Rightly so, got the results But you say as well It's exciting this season Because Hearts, for instance Who was leading at the, the, uh, this time last year Leading the league Playing very well Everybody was talking about them Being in contention They're sitting second bomb Desperate for a result Craig Levine under a lot of pressure St Johnston Who have always been Round about the top six Sitting bottom Can't buy a win And as you rightly say Hibs as well Under pressure A lot of terrific games coming up And you look at Hearts as well The number of injury problems they've got I know they've got a number of long term ones But Stephen Naismith Another one who's come back from Scotland I think he went into the squad With an injury And didn't recover as well Such a key player and they the think the amount of games he's missed in 2019 It's incredible for, for Hearts as well So the pressure is building there And I think from an old firm perspective Celtic would probably wanted to kick on After the, the, the great victory against uh, against Rangers And from a Rangers perspective It's been a long couple of weeks for them to get back on the road Players going away and playing international duty I'm sure a kind, of, a kind of down feeling around the club You want to play as soon as you possibly can after that So Livingston this weekend is, is the ideal opportunity for them to get that one out of their system A lot to get through tonight So fans of all teams, let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 on the phones Or Twitter at Clyde SSB But to kick us off, Rangers fans I wonder what you make of this Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard hitting out at the Scottish FA after Ryan Jack returned from Scotland duty injured uh, the midfielder is suffering from a knee issue which the Ibrox boss says couldn't have been avoided could have been avoided he's a doubt for the weekend um, unfortunately he was asked to do uh, an 11k session uh, two days after an old firm which made his knee flare up so um, we've had to manage him um, he's he's had to have a couple of procedures since um, he done a light session with the physio today and we're hoping to get him into training for tomorrow. 
I think it's just careless. I think it's just careless. You should never, ever do 11K two days after playing 90 minutes. That's the education I've had. It is a shame because he's, he's missed the last five, six training sessions. So we have to build his fitness back up now. Well, it's different times, Gordon. I'm standing here next to a Fraser Wisher <laughs> uh, who's sporting a lovely cardigan. And it shows you we are getting old <laughs> because I, never, I don't think I've done a living K session in my full career. <laughs> um, but it's all different now. Sports scientists, everything. Obviously, Ryan Jack. The one thing you do when you send your players away for international duty, keep your fingers crossed and hope they come back fit. But to not even play the game and obviously pick this uh, niggly knock up and training once again flared up then it's very disappointing because Ryan Jack's a big player for Steven Gerrard and he's obviously disappointed with what's happened and obviously there'll be uh, chats between Scotland and, and Rangers to see what, you know, to address this situation because in, in his opinion, he shouldn't have done that session but it's up to the manager of Scotland to say this is the sessions I'm putting on. You're a Scotland player while you're here but it's back to this great argument, club v country. And that's why we were talking last week about the amount of players that now call off because there's clubs putting, mm. you know, pressure on players. We usually specialise in all sorts of spats and disagreements, Fraser. But to be fair, we've not had a good club v country <laughs> one in a while. Uh, maybe this is brewing careless, according to Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I think he's been careful with his words. I th- you get the impression he feels a bit stronger about it. And maybe the, the SFA have to... We think and have a, a, a response to that because uh, you know Steve Clark might take an interest in, in that as well. It's nothing we can really comment on because we don't know the detail of it. I think Gordon's right though. If if he does miss the game, it's a blow for for Rangers. You know, I don't think Ryan was at his best with all of a, a lot of other players for Rangers in the Old Firm game. But over the piece in the early part of the season, he's been he's been excellent and one of the first choices for for Rangers. The one good thing about it is if he does miss the game, Rangers are well served in that area. They have plenty of players who can play. In that central midfield area, but uh, for, for Ryan himself as well, he'd be disappointed. I, I thought he might have played against uh, against uh, Belgium in, on Monday, but clearly he wasn't fit enough to play, which is a, which is a blow for the lad himself as well. Rangers fans, what do you make of this situation? Ryan Jack potentially missing at the weekend. How big a blow is it? Have you got enough to cope without him? Hold one four one nine five one at one zero two five. As we understand that Gordon, the the double session, if you like, was. Drawn up It was scheduled in mm-hmm. By Stevie Clark There were players Who played in the Old Firm game On Sunday Who took part in that session But then of course Every player's different Ryan Jack has this knee issue I suppose any player Has the right to Put their hand up And say actually I'm not up to it But at the same time You then sympathise with the player Because he's turning up And he's wanting to To kind of take part And show what he can do And, and prove that he's He's right up for these Two big games for Scotland So it's it can be a delicate one Yeah I, 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 When you look at Ryan Jack For instance You're right Gordon He's had the call up He's been playing very well The one thing that As a player When you turn up there You want to impress Of course you do You want to try and get An opportunity To show the manager What you can do And if they put a double session I can totally understand The player saying Well I'm not going to Sort of a bow out Of one of the sessions I'm, I want to show the manager I'm right up for this But there's got to be Some dialogue Between the club and the country to say, look, that we're managing Ryan Jack just now. This is the situation. I don't know, like Fraser, the the conversations that went on. Obviously, the Rangers manager is not happy with the way his players come back because he's certainly struggling to be fit for Saturday's game against Livingston. Okay, the number you need tonight to have your say on this or anything else is 0141 951 1025. So let's hear from you right now. We're also on Twitter 
At Clyde SSB The Rangers boss was speaking for the first time Since Ryan Kent returned on a four year deal from Liverpool He says it turned a good transfer window Into an outstanding one I don't think it's any secret uh, How hard we tried and how long we tried for To to get him in um, We would have took a loan Of course we would have um, But to have him on a permanent deal And for him to find a home um, I'm delighted um, I know the fans are delighted And Everyone connected to the club to, to have me here, not just for a short time, but for four years. I think it's fantastic for everyone. I think he'll have to work hard to get in the team, um, like always. But I think this was an easy one for me for many reasons, because every supporter I bumped into, um, all the way through the transfer window, everyone connected to the club, the players in the dressing room, what's happening with Ryan Kent, where, where's Kenty, what's happening with Ryan Kent. Um, so the decision was already made for me in many ways. Um, it was all about getting the, the best deal for the club. And we'll probably hear, well, we will hear from Ryan Kent later on. And maybe at that point we can really look at, you know, will will he play, won't he play? And But that's what's, again, great, Gordon, about the first weekend back after the transfer window closes. Which new players are we going to see? Uh, well, I'm going along to the game. Uh, Rangers-Livingston um, for Super Scoreboard on Saturday, Gordon. I expect at three o'clock Ryan Kent will take his place in the Rangers starting eleven. Uh, he's been brought in at a big price He's been given a four year contract um, And the way that the Rangers support talk about him The way the Rangers manager talks about him He's obviously a massive player for the club So I expect him to start 0141 John is a Rangers fan first up tonight Hi John How you doing gentlemen? Good John I'm actually surprised I'm back on the, uh, Gordon, I'm back on the show Because I, I was very rude to Mr Keevans Oh you were, that's right Yeah no, you me- were but I'm a forgiving no, no, man, John, don't worry about that. No, but he, he was on Twitter challenging me and I couldn't go on on Monday. John, don't worry, he's, he's not Twitter. here. He can phone back another night when he's on. What's your point? <laughs> My point is, Ryan Jack shouldn't have went to Scotland. He was never getting a game anyway. I think, not me and Steve Clark and basically Kent. Let's see how he performs. Not mean, that's my point. Uh, yeah, so what about the first one then, Fraser? John says Ryan Jack sh- should never have gone because he... You know, no. he doesn't think he was going to get a game, but players always back themselves, don't they? And they want to go and try and show what they can do. Absolutely, I think he might have played against against Belgium, and uh, but no, John, I think that uh, in times like this, you've got to get your best players, and you and you're actually duty bound anyway by regulation to turn up. But players want to play for international football. They want to play for Scotland. They want to play, and in, in general, one or two maybe perhaps don't, but most players certainly want to play at that highest level, John. So, so no, I'm not with you in that. I think if you're picked to go and play for your country, you go and take part. Guys like Johnny Russell. Has come across from from the far side of the Atlantic to play fifteen minutes, and he'll do it again and again and again. So, so whatever's going on with with Ryan Jack and with Rangers and in Scotland, that, that's really between them. We don't know the detail of, of what went on, but uh, no, he should absolutely turn up. No doubt about that. Enough midfield options to cope without him on Saturday, John. No, don't disagree with you. Totally disagree with you. The middle of the park in Scotland for both games, he 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 would have done a far better job than what we had. Do you know what I mean? I've watched the two games. I did predict he could beat 2 nothing. Right? He could beat 2-1. I predicted he could beat 3 nothing. And he could beat 4 nothing. McTominay, I don't know where somebody... You know I mean, I'm, I like Man United. But I don't think the boy is... is, is I know I'm cheeky, but Jack's a class above him. I think... John, McTominay John, doesn't offer as much. John, you need to pull in a wee bit. Ryan Jack's a class above McTominay. 
Right, that's right. my personal well, opinion. Well, my personal opinion is I, I think Ryan Jack started the season brilliantly for Rangers. I really do. Um, would I see Ryan Jack just now playing in the Manchester United team? Absolutely no chance. Uh, do you, you watch the United team? Yes, I do. I watch English football. Yeah. And they're, they're not very good at the moment. And I watch uh, them all the time. Yeah, but but I'm I'm staying up fact that Ryan Jack would not get in the Manchester United team. No, McTominay uh, does. Is playing in it. Yeah. Why? Because he doesn't Mc, offer Mc, much. McTominay's well, uh, as you said, that was your opinion. I respect that. My opinion is, I think McTominay is a very very talented footballer. No, you don't play uh, that. Uh, you don't play at that level. That uh, in, in the amount of games that he's now playing with the players that he's probably keeping out of the team. If you've not got talent, I would have well, played Jack. Ask, well, We're going to go, go on, John. Go on, John. Gordon. Yeah, John. Well, Tommy's been playing for over a year now, right? And mm. the Man United team. My United team at the moment are total disarray. I mean, that's and I watch Man United quite a lot, right? And you're saying McTominay, you can see. In Man United, we kind of recruit. I mean, and he's no, no disrespect. I don't think he's Man United class. Paul Popper, you know I mean, I don't know what he does. He's all saying these are all great football players, but they don't seem to be producing what they should be producing. Yeah, they've only, the they've only won the World Cup. Uh, Popper's only won the World Cup and stuff like that, but and, and getting paid absolute fortune to play, and clubs all over the world want to sign him. John, it is about opinion. Sometimes I would probably agree with you. I look at Pogba sometimes and think, you know, I think he could do a lot more for the talent he's got. But you've got to put it into the the fact that they play against top teams every week. Up here, no disrespect, you're playing the likes of Hamilton's, Kamarnock, St Johnston's, Livingston's. And Ryan Jack, I'm not having a pop at Ryan Jack because I've praised him. I think Ryan Jack's had a terrific start of the season. I'm glad he's he's in the fringes of the Scotland squad. I think he deserves that. But to turn round and say about McTominay, I think you're talking nonsense. Uh, Fraser, you would have played him anyway. I think that's what you were about yeah, to I was say. about to say that I played him beside McTominay. I, I think that uh, we needed a wee bit of dig in the, in the midfield area. McTominay is a, is a young lad and... Uh, Tidy football, but I think we needed a wee bit of something in beside him. And Ryan Jack can 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 he puts in a tackle. He can get around. He's a decent footballer as well. Um, so yeah, I'd have played him beside McTominay, not instead of him against Belgium. What about this weekend, then, John? Back in action at Ibrox. What are you thinking? Well, take care of itself, don't it? No, I mean so. this is where we're going to be. Right, got to be a fortress. No, I mean going to just pick up to where. No, I mean we're, well, we let ourselves down in the old firm game. So just going to pick ourselves up, go on that. I mean, there's good competition for places at Ibrox. Next week, one the, the day, and then we concentrate in the final game. You know what I mean? And just take it on for there. Yeah, I mean, that'll be it, Gordon. There's always mm-hmm. an extra focus on the game, which follows an old firm defeat. It's been, it's been that way since the dawn of time in this country. Yes, we've had the break to maybe distract some people, uh, but Rangers lost their last game to Celtic, and therefore... A bit of added focus this week Yeah of course it is And uh, with Celtic playing the early game Now you never know what happens I'm not being disrespectful to Hamilton But you'd fully expect Celtic to go there Pick up the three points Then it's over to Rangers at 3 o'clock against Livingston And let's give Livingston a lot of credit They've been terrific I know it's early on in the season But they've been absolutely terrific They're sitting up there in third place on merit They will go to Ibrox So we'll make it They're very well organised Livingston They'll make it very difficult But I think that With or without Ryan Jack I think Rangers on their own patch Especially after losing to Celtic uh, A full house there Ryan Kent back Gives them a bit of excitement as well I think they'll have too much
01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight And if you would rather tweet uh, Then you will find us at Clyde SSB uh, Great because we, we weren't really debating that But it just came up And I've just checked Twitter And pretty much All the Rangers fans are saying You talk rubbish Gordon and Ryan Jack Is better than Scott McTominay And everyone else is saying that John was talking rubbish on the, So we're back We're truly we're back We're back I love that That's These great. things are drawn along Team <laughs> yeah. lines and nothing else the, the only thing that's missing tonight Is if I And don't get too comfortable Fraser Not that I don't want to work with you But let me tell you I've looked at Mark Wilson's First four fixtures He'll be back soon <laughs> I wonder how Beacon's First training session is going tonight oh. I mean I know we're focusing On the big games the Celtic and Rangers and so on But I just can't help but wonder How Beacon's first training session is going <laughs> It's not a bad night for it But this will be the last yeah. good night of the whole year for him yeah. very And they play Cove on Saturday oh, <laughs> this is, oh, That is true Yeah it's a bit of a baptism Baptism should I say Of fire 01419511025 Let's take another one Brian I think is next up Yes he is uh, For some reason the computer's going a bit slow But there we are Brian is a Rangers fan from Larkhall Hi Brian Yes uh... There's two things I'd like to say. One is, I'm a Rangers fan, as you know. Uh, I, I've lost interest in the Scotland international team, you know, for various reasons. When I was a teenager, I, I followed them all over the place. I even cried the day Scotland lost by when at Wembley in 75, which gives you a rough idea of what age I am. Mm. Stuart uh, Kennedy and goals? Yeah, with Stuart Kennedy and goals. I yeah. couldn't care less about Scotland. Now, and as far as I'm concerned... Uh, players. There is, there's more players out there than you realise That don't want to play for Scotland There's more than you actually realise uh, They're paid by their club Their registration is with their club Their allegiance is with their club And that's the way it should always be There's far too much influence you know, Coming from FIFA International if you want to talk about that and then come back to him, I've got even more relevant points. Well, we are a bit short for time, Brian. The breaks approach. What, what do you What do you mean? What? Why is it, how is there too much influence? In what way? Well, they seem to have a bigger say. Uh, well, I don't think the, so. Players are pulled out of international squads all the time. Yeah, I know, I know that. I know that. I mean, Kyle Lafferty, right? Kyle shouldn't have done what he did. You know, he should have pulled out. He should have told him the truth. Uh, but then he missed a Rangers game after that and, and if you're injured There's a four day rule now Which I think is absolutely ridiculous Right, can I take Gordon up And what he said to join the Rangers yes, If you're quick, on you go Yeah, I'll be very, very quick uh, My United are where they are at the moment For a reason uh, And one of those reasons is having the likes of McTominay Anchor near midfield No offence to McTominay, he's a decent player He shouldn't be anchor Man United's midfield and you, you've been very derogatory towards Ryan Jack. We were very, very quick to say Tim Tierney was that class. He's been down to Arsenal. We'll see how he does down there. right? But didn't Tim Tierney play against St Johnston, Kilmarnock, Motherwell? You know, that level, didn't he play? Did, did I not praise Ryan Jack by saying he's had a terrific start to the season? I'm delighted that he's been called up to Scotland. These squad. things always spiral quite quickly. I think all you, I think all you said was... That the previous assessment that he was a cut above Scott McTominay was wrong. Wrong. Yes. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, and I'll stand by that. Okay, thank you very much, Brian and Lark Hall. 01419511025. Celtic fans, what are you thinking as we get back to the domestic football? Because we're about to hear from your captain. We'll speak to Scott Brown next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Fraser Wishart's here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson's obviously missing you, Gordon. He's, he's been in touch. Has he? Let me read the message. Oh no, he's definitely not missing you. Actually, I can't read that one out on air. It's uh, it's not it's, it's not suitable for a family show. Is it because I said the thing about four games? Probably, four games, yeah. Um, I would imagine that would right. do it. It's uh, one of those um, take a game back. It's three. one of those sort of Scottish <laughs> phrases, and it it's sometimes accompanied with a. A sort of one arm over the other gesture. Do you see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that, yeah. that's what he said. So you can you can put the pieces together. He'll be back tomorrow night. We'll get him in tomorrow and see how it went. Uh one four one nine five one one oh two five in the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Come on, the domestic football is back. You've all been craving it for the last couple of weeks. So let's hear from you. Scott Brown is doing a couple of things. Of course he's he's Keeping an eye He's the former Scotland captain He's looking ahead to Celtic's weekend as well He doesn't think Scotland squad is missing a physical approach As they look to qualify for the Euros He has of course retired But does believe the players are there to bring success It was always going to be two hard games uh, But I think for me Steve's the man for the job And I'm sure all the lads will be behind him as well And those two games were always going to be ex- extremely hard But it's about how they bounce back for that and They've got the... A couple of big games coming up now So they need to make sure they, they they focus And they go back into that And hopefully get back to winning ways You look at Scott McTominay, John McGinn uh, they, they put their foot in Kenny, Callum We've got top quality players playing all through And you've got the performance of Ryan Christie as well and I think Ryan's just getting better and better As every game goes on And we've got players playing in the English Premier League At the top level uh, we just need to they're not going to gel right away they need to understand each other's game as well so the more and more they play and train together the better it will be for the country as well it has been a hard couple of weeks as I say but it's about how they bounce back from that Michael is a Celtic fan in Canvas Lang and Michael I know you've got Celtic on your mind but you had a sort of Scotland point to make as well so let's take that first and then we'll move on to the club stuff No problem at all how are you doing panel? Good Michael um, uh, first of all, it's just uh, I've been listening to these all week, and um, people calling in. You the boys panels talking about it about uh, Lee Griffiths and how he's just not there yet, and he's not uh, quite fit. And uh, I hear that Scotland needs a striker. I don't understand why that uh, if Lee, Lee Griffiths is third choice now in Celtic, why isn't uh, him and Stevie Clark working together? And Stevie Clark grabbing a couple of other people that isn't like in full choice in uh, their their clubs. Well, I think I think that the one thing that Scotland are crying out for, and I think everybody's saying it, is a striker. Uh, McBurney was tried against Russia. Um, Phillips was tried against uh, Belgium. Uh, we need a striker. Obviously, there's reasons why Steve Clark decided not to involve Lee Griffiths. But I just don't understand that, you know, unless they've had a real sit-down chat-to-chat, Gordon, Lee Griffiths is on the bench most weeks with Celtic. He's played a few games. Would it have not been better to have him in the squad, put him yeah. on the bench at least, and say, look, if we have to use you, you know, are you available? And I'm sure Lee Griffiths would... I, I, I watch the way the, the lad loves playing football. His enthusiasm for the game is incredible. I found that a very strange one. I think that Scotland are crying out for someone. I'm not saying Lee Griffiths is answers to everything, but at least the one thing about Griffiths is he can get you a goal, 
He can get you a goal from a free kick He's got good qualities about him I was really surprised that he wasn't used on the bench uh, over the last couple of games, was it uh, Steve Clarkson to leave him out? Or was yeah, well, yeah, he he said it was. Yeah, um, yeah I wasn't sure because Lee's obviously you know had a long time off with his own personal issues, and maybe they just thought it's a wee bit too early. But if it was if it's left out, if he totally gone, I was thinking the same thing. Celtic would actually some clubs in some situations don't want their players to go international football. This would be one where I'm sure Celtic said yes, go go and get some game time. You know, if he plays you know sixty minutes first game, seventy minutes second game, that would benefit him for from a from a Celtic. Silly perspective, you know, he's our best centre forward that Scotland have got. I mean, absolutely no doubt, and he would have benefited the team. I, I would have looked at Stephen Fletcher as well in, in, in the short term. I think that's probably one on the players' part who's now managing injuries or whatever yeah. the, the over 30s do these days. And Stephen Naismith was injured as well. So our best three strikers were unavailable for various reasons, and then, you know, we, we can't afford to, to do without these guys, all of whom I think would have started the game ahead of the two that, the two that did. But in Lee Griffith's perspective, absolutely, he's our best striker. I would, I would have played him, got him in. 60 minutes and then bring somebody else on With a club spin on it though Gordon I noticed the back page I think it was of the Sun this morning Lee Griffiths The story goes that you know he, he wants to come back for the Russia game away What's going to have to happen before then? Well maybe it doesn't have to happen Because like you said we don't have uh, so many options But what would strengthen his case before then Would clearly be a run in the Celtic team Yeah, and but find that's... out on Saturday if that starts Yeah but that's going to be difficult um, Because of who's in front of him Um and unfortunately for Lee Griffiths, Edward's number one striker, and it'll just depend on how Neil Lennon decides to manage his squad. But if if Lee Griffiths can get a few games under his belt, or even come on and you know for a sub in the last thirty minutes or whatever it may be, Gordon, I would definitely include Lee Griffiths in the Scotland squad because I do agree at this moment. With the choices I think he's the best striker uh, Michael stay on the line We'll get your thoughts On the club side of things Because Celtic of course Returning from the break Buoyed by that win At Ibrox Scott Brown thinks Both Bolingoli And Chris Julian Proved their quality In the last game And we could start To see the best of them Everyone was on their backs Early doors But no They were, they were fantastic At Ibrox And I think they've set Their standard now And they need to make sure They push on from there But we brought in Some good players as well So uh, we've brought in three right backs. We've got another left back came in as well. So we've got a left winger. So the squad's looking really, really good now. Michael, what are you hoping to see from your Celtic team when we start back the domestic football? The the same as it was at Ibrox, just a continuation on whether Ibrox the team gelled so well together during that uh, game when everybody really was off because it was a new back defence like and. Uh, we proved them all wrong, and I think uh, the team is stronger, and they'll have no problem taking three uh, three points away from Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, you're probably looking for Julian Ball and Golly. There's that feel good factor that's been turned yeah. around. That's when you want a game the next week. Yeah, and all of a sudden you you don't have one. But you know, maybe these guys are rested. Is this now the time to show that they? Have properly kicked on from the, the Rangers game Yeah absolutely and, and they did They both played well Julian just absolutely strolled at ball and golly It's the first time I'd seen him playing Hadn't seen him playing a full 90 minutes And, and he, he looked a good left back You know there's questions always about His defensive capabilities and, and good going forward But let's be honest It was a stroll for Celtic You know they They, they didn't have to be at their very best To win by, by 2 nothing. And, and the way Rangers played I think played into Celtic's hands Trying to play narrow and play down the middle uh, so now, as Scott Brown's saying, you know, they've got to kick on and do that week in, week out. They've got so many big games coming up um, at Celtic that uh, it's going to be Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, all all, all for the next two or three months because of the, the Europa League, the internationals as well. So they've got to do it consistently. 
But certainly, I, I'm very impressed with Julian. I thought he looked a real colossus in, mm. in the centre defence. But uh, do it every week. That's the key. Celtic and Rangers, there's expectations. You've got to play well every single week, and there's an expectation to win every week. Yeah, because that's the thing about the Rangers game, Gordon. It gave those guys in particular a really good platform to build on. Um, but but that that can be undone if you if you mm. don't if you don't use it as that. If you don't use it as a platform and, and continue to get better. I said uh, in the day of the game. Um, I always found that the first Old Firm game Was the easiest game I ever played in uh, Because it just You know the adrenaline gets you through it You, you know the, the players round about you It's just one of those games That Gordon I found very easy to play in And my first one Because I just went along with it With the atmosphere and You, the you don't really know what to expect Exactly, honest, exactly yeah. Fraser yeah. And the lads were brilliant on the day You've got to say But they've got to keep it up They, they go to Hamilton now on uh, Saturday early kickoff, We know the pitches come in for question marks I think the pitch is absolutely brilliant But I'm all for grass like the rest of the lads But that's the second best thing uh, The atmosphere will not be anywhere near the same So it's up to them now to kick on But uh, they've right, given their game uh, yeah, exactly, Fraser. That's, given that's what's chance. always interesting about our league I know that it's got its critics But in many ways it's like A couple of other leagues condensed into one Because yeah. you go from one week of a sellout at Ibrox, you you will struggle to get a more intense atmosphere, mm. big open grass surface with all the expectation. Yeah. And your very next game is Hamilton away. Not yeah. to criticise, it's just different. It's completely different and a different psychological a, challenge for these guys. Absolutely, and they come up against guys who who are really hard working on as pros. Who is a, it's a big game for them. You know the guys at Hamilton Aki's will be looking forward to this game. Brian Rice will make them organised, hard to beat. They will drop off. So it's a totally different game from Julian and Bolingoli having to defend at certain times and get caught up in the atmosphere. And it was a whirlwind atmosphere. It was a poor game, the old film game. I really didn't enjoy it as a game of football. But uh, you know, from Celtic's point of view, then then they, they deserve to win. This one will be different because they'll back off and back off Hamilton. Plenty of the ball. Julian will have the ball at the back, not under pressure as well. So. They've got to do it week in, week out. There's no point in doing it then and then they drop two points on Saturday against Hamilton Ackes, you know, or, or they play poorly as individuals. So week in, week out, that'll be the test. Two or three months' time. Have they done it over an extended period? Barry and Barhead, what have you got for us? Hi, Tanner. How are you doing? Hi, Barry. Hiya. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, well done to Scotland with their 21s. That was a great result against Croatia. Absolutely. Um, it was, yep. Much needed. Um, definitely a bit of national pride. Um just with Mikey Johnson being out of the, the Celtic team, it looks like, for the weekend, does the panel think that uh, the boy from, sorry, I can't pronounce his name, I can't remember. El Yanoussi. El Yanoussi, thank you very much. Um, do you think he will come in at the fold, or do you think there'll be a chance for Scott Sinclair to get a bit of game time? I think El Yanoussi will come in, Gordon. I think it's a perfect opportunity to bring him in. But you've got Morgan there as well, who's been in and out, flittered in and out. Uh, I was delighted to see the response of Scott Sinclair. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's been terrific since he came up here. This season's been a poor one for him. Not really been given the opportunity. But I think he's a very talented player. Scored, you know, what in the region of 50, 60 goals for Celtic over the, the time that he's been here. And I'm absolutely delighted. He's put a video out there to show everybody, look, I'm not just resting my laurels here. I'm not just... Throwing the towel in He's working very hard at training Doing extra training That's what you want to see You want to see somebody that's Is taking on the challenge To say I want back in Whether that's enough for Neil Lennon To put him back in I don't know 
But I, f- I feel that El Yunusu will probably get the nod on Saturday. It's probably a frustrating one for, for Mikey Johnson, Fraser, because yeah. y- you always have competition anyway. But the jersey was probably his. It was probably his to keep, just given where he's been. Now he's injured, and he, again, probably will have to sit and watch a £16 million player take <laughs> his place. And that's, so, that's the big blow that happens to you in professional football, and uh, Mikey will need to take it in the... The chin, and I, and I agree with Gordon. I think Elinousi will, will start the game and see how long he can actually play. I know he's not played much first team football, so his fitness will be there. But as I said, said five minutes ago, Celtic with so many games coming up that they'll have to rotate their squad. And he's not been brought for into to, to play in, in the Premier League. He's been brought in for the for the Europa League. You know, Elinousi. So that's where that he's going to have to perform. So they need to get him fit, and this is an ideal opportunity. But for young Mikey, I'm really disappointed for him because he must have been closer to getting in the Scotland squad as well now because he's he's began to look a stronger mm-hmm. player this season and performing and actually going and creating goals, scoring a couple of great goals in Europe as well. Lovely ball for, for Edwards' goal against against Rangers. So a blow for him, but that's what happens. If you're a big club, then you drop out. There's an international player taking your place. Barry, forget these two. Who would you go for? Um... I'm being slightly biased at but I'd like to see Scott Sinclair just because of what um Gordon said. Um he's been he's been working really hard and stuff and that's what fans love to see. You know, the 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 players don't forget about the jersey, you know, they're not just there picking up the money. I'd like to see him like giving a chance, even just half even half even if it was slipped for an hour or so, just to see, you know, what he how much he he wants that jersey because I was really encouraged with the video we put out there. I think Barry won't be alone. Mm-hmm. The Problem would be that he was nowhere near so it, so far out, yeah. And yeah. then they signed another player in that position. So the recent history doesn't doesn't look good for, for Scott Sinclair. But there is a there are a lot of fans like Barry who feel that way. And Johnny Hayes came on and did well in the Oldham yeah. game as well. Scored the second goal, so he seems to be way down the pecking order. Any dealings I've had with Scott Sinclair, he's been absolutely brilliant, really good to deal with. And I think the media guys say that as well. He's a really good. Lad, and of course he was caught in that position where uh, over the summertime it was the club that triggered the clause in his contract for an extra year, probably to try and maybe get a fee for Sell him. him on, Sell yeah. him on. Do, and now Scott himself find... out of the team, not involved, can't go anywhere because the transfer window's closed. But you know, it was good to see that he's it'd be a bit of a blow for him, I think, Gordon, just with the transfer window closed and he was kind of still there and mm-hmm. out of the team. But he's got no option but to, to try and kick on for the next few months until January. I've got to say, Gordon, when you look at the options and Mikey Johnson yes he's come in I watched him first game of the season against St Johnston got off to a terrific start scoring that goal and he's just he's grown and grown and grown and he looks like he's the new Neil Lennon's James Forrest because Neil that was his baby type thing now I think Mikey Johnson's going down that road but when you put it all together and Scott Sinclair at the top top of his game I think he's as good as any Celtic we've got plus the fact Look at the return of goals from the wide area that he scored. I find it astonishing. I don't know what's happened to the boy, but I find it astonishing with the talent and the goals that he's now about fourth down the pecking order. Even though he's not, he's, uh, sorry, even though he's not, he's top of his game, he scores goals. Yeah. yeah. Barry and Barhead, thank you for the call. Hopefully, speak to you again soon. It's 01419511025. Scott Brown also speaking today for the first time uh, since he was taunted outside Ibrooks. He has some interesting things to say on that. We'll bring them to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Fraser Wishart here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we really turn back towards the domestic football we are we're over it 
We're over the disappointment of Scotland's losses And we're looking back to the Premiership And the lower leagues kicking off this weekend uh, So Gordon DL is here alongside Fraser If you want to speak to them on the phones They'd love to have you 01419511025 And on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB I've been inundated uh, With people asking me How your uh, pescatarianism is going It's they're, going they're, very they're well They're worried about you They're just making sure That the new the new regime is, is working for you You're feeling I, okay? I'd like to thank the people That's uh, worried about me But I'm, I'm doing very very well I'm, I'm, I feel great I was out cycling today Another 27 miles under a belt and uh, I'm looking forward to the, the coming months Just a picture of health He's looking well When you look at him Fraser I mean he's, he's got the new well. hair The new diet The new teeth <laughs> Midlife crisis Not for me to he's, say he's Not for well me to for, say For his age right enough oh, The, the Botox will become next <laughs> oh, Can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> Honestly this is a bit Nose job <laughs> No no, I couldn't afford a nose job <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a long operation <laughs> JCB <laughs> Well listen there, Listen there. <laughs> Yeah I, wanted, I was down I was uh, speaking to some Some youngsters At Braidhurst High School In Murrow yeah. today um, About the, the weird And wonderful world Of the show they, they were all asking after you There was even a A relative of yours yes, In the Jack. class And then went into another Class, there was a relative of Mark Wilson's. Oh, See, God. just when you think that you're trying to escape this place during the day, there is no escape. It's a strange Ever. old world, the west of Scotland. Anyway, if you want to talk about Gordon's diet, you can, but it'll probably be football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear again from Scott Brown. Uh, you may remember after the last game, the video was emerged online of him being taunted about his sister, who sadly passed away a number of years ago after he left Ibrox. Uh, now, action was swift. The 15-year-old was charged. He was banned for life. It's the first time anyone's spoken to Scott Brown since then. And uh, here's what he had to say on that. Fans from both sides were phenomenal, to be perfectly honest. But it's not just the one incident that's happened over the last 12 years of my career, 10 years. So it's, it's hard, but it's... It's there, it's sad, it's, it should be happening and I play football, I play to win 90 minutes, you can shout, you can swear at me as much as you want on the part but uh, don't want to detail off the part like that but uh, for me that's finished with, it's about me focusing on playing football now and continuing winning games. Uh, at the end of the day for me it's about getting over that, getting away from the, that, that focus and focusing back on playing football for me. We've spoken specifically about the Scott Brown incident, Fraser, but in mm. your role with your PFA Scotland hat on, yeah. I know that generally, bigger picture, this is something you feel very <laughs> strongly about. It's terrible, it really is terrible, and Scott handled it brilliantly, and uh, as he said there, sadly, it's not the first time that uh, it's happened, and it may not be the last time, and uh, I think he handles himself really well, and um, perhaps just as well he was coming out after a, after a victory as well, but uh, you know, I think Scott... Showed a great example of how to deal with these things, but it's it's awful, it's awful stuff, and and some of the stuff that gets said to players and uh, shouted at players and uh, said online is just out of the ordinary, and uh, it's, it's just out of order. We always talk about the racist stuff, we talk about sectarianism, and that's stuff you can see, but some of the stuff is 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 uh, is terrible. You know, we've had players with mental health issues and one lad in the lower leagues who did actually try and take his own life, and there was a part time game in, in League Two, and fans were shouting at him. You know, the next time you do it, do it properly. You know that type of thing, and it's just it's terrible, terrible. And until we start to, to get our, our grounds to be a wee bit better, as Scott says, shout and swear at him and boo him when he's tackled, and he's a pantomime villain and all that kind of stuff. That's all fine, but uh, the personal stuff is absolutely outrageous. The, the, the one perhaps good thing out of it is it's, it's shone a light on it and uh, and then we can try and tackle that type of behaviour. And as he said, he said, both sets of fans have been brilliant. Yeah. That was the first thing that we heard them oh, say. Oh, listen, every decent human being up and doing the part, doesn't matter what you think of Scott Brown or who you support, um, would be appalled by that and absolutely appalled by that. T- dreadful behaviour. 
Not sure we've got long enough for you to answer this But <laughs> I'll give it a go anyway What do you do about it? Because like you say um, The rules on sort of racism Sectarianism They should be a bit clearer They should be Everyone sort of knows Like mm. you know there are lines you, ju- you just don't cross It's a, it's illegal to say many of these things But you can say a number of hurtful things That, that perhaps aren't illegal Or you might not think are as serious So how, how on earth do you get that level of education Out to tens of thousands of football fans? Well it's just about general behaviour I mean that's just, just a, a appalling uh, behaviour by that young lad I actually wonder whether some people, and I'm not talking about Scott's situation, I remember Neil Lennon talking about it last year, saying, I'd like to meet the person that sh- shouted that at me. Or I'd like to meet the person. I think it was when he was, there was a coin thrown at him. Just ask. Come, come and sit beside yeah. me. You know, James Tavernier as well, guys who, who have had, who've been abused and things thrown at them as well. It'd be interesting for that young lad perhaps to learn from it, to actually sit down with Scott Brown and, and, and find out exactly what Scott has been through and still goes through, you know, for, 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 for his awful loss. So, yeah, I don't know what we do, but we can just... Highlight it as, as, as the best as we possibly can On this show and other places And say it's unacceptable And, and well done to Scott Brown 01419511025 That's the number Thomas has dialed He's a Celtic fan in Stirling Hi Thomas Alright guys It's first time call Alright Thomas. Thomas What made you call tonight then? What tipped you over the edge? Made you pick up the phone? Uh, just my point I wanted to make right? Because like, I'm a Celtic fan And also I'm hearing all the fans Saying Need a replacement for Scott Brown I think we've already got one in Callum McGregor because when Scott Brown got injured, he came in and he played in that same role. So is he no maybe the long-term replacement? Yeah, he certainly can play that position. Um, he plays alongside Scott Brown now. He plays a bit deeper. Uh, let's Christie go and be the forward one. When Scott Brown was out the team, they had a different formation because uh, they played the 4-1. Now they play 4-2-3-1. Um, but McGregor certainly can come in there. But I... I think where Scott Brown's different I think with his experience I think Scott Brown's better At breaking up the play I think Callum McGregor's better at creating Than Scott Brown And I think they've got a terrific partnership As a two in there Um, I think that there's a a perfect player To get in there if Scott Brown Say was injured or whatever And they wanted to keep the formation I know he comes on and plays uh, forward now a little bit more is in Cham. Mm-hmm. I think in Cham's a terrific yeah. talent. I think he can get in there and play no problem because I think he's a terrific football player. Right, like, well, that was just my point, man. I was just because I just thought there was, was maybe already a replacement within the team. Does he break you know up I mean? play as well as, as Scott Brown does, Thomas? The, the older Scott Brown, if you like, is now kind of known for his, his tackling and, and so on. Can Callum McGregor do that side? I, 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 I don't, it's hard to say. He's made, he's made it like a like a, a deep playmaker no, I mean he's like pinging the, the passes to deep and it seems to be alright at tackling but I don't know I just think it, it could be it could fill that position in as need be you know what I mean so I don't see maybe there shouldn't be too much panic if Scott Brown can play that's what that's I, what my point I, I, I think Thomas uh, and more of the domestic games when Celtic have got all the possession really because when Celtic play against most of the teams they drop off and give Celtic possession I think McGregor goes in there He's a terrific user of ball, he can score goals, he's, he's a very, very good player, talented player. But I think when it comes to the bigger games and the games that you really have to dig in, then I think if your Scott Browns are not there, that's when you see what's really missing from the Celtic Midlay Park. But I honestly think that on a, on a day, and Cham, if he wants to keep the same uh, formation... I think he can get in there and do that job no problem. I think, I think you're right, Thomas. The game's changed a wee bit as well, where you know, there's no longer the hard man in midfield can get away with it, you know, because you get, you get picked up for tackling and slide tackling and jumping in 
uh, lunging, etc. So uh, I, I think your point is well made that you, a year ago, Celtic without Scott Brown, Celtic fans would be saying, well, we can't do without him. Of course, he got his injury and then came Cal McGregor and there was a period when he played really well. But at the moment, Celtic had a better team with Scott Brown in it. But now they can maybe afford to just rest them. They've got a lot of games coming up and Scott's 34 going 35. Still fit, of course. But there's an opportunity now where they can rest them. Whereas a year, two years ago, mm. that was unthinkable. I keep hearing that and you'd have to assume Fraser's right because eventually you're going to have to start getting managed differently. Might we see that in the coming weeks? Because just before the break, Scott Brown played four games in 11 days. Um, and if this was the season we were supposed to see less of him, it doesn't look like it so far. I just think Scott Brown wants to play every game, Gordon. And well, surely that just can't go not, on forever. I thought, well, that, I thought I thought everyone agreed uh, about that at the start yeah, of this season. I'll not go on forever, but I do think that I watch Scott Brown a lot because I cover most of the Celtic and Rangers games, and I look at Scott Brown every second week. And let me say, I don't look at him. And people say this great phrase in football: "His legs have gone." Scott Brown was never a speed merchant. Well, he was one, when he was younger. Yeah, but he's he's never one that you would worry about balls over the top, and you would never catch. No, him. I'm just talking about Scott, the Hibs teenager version. Yeah, Scott Brown is a very intelligent football player. His movement five yards uh, in different directions is absolutely terrific how he gets on the ball. So I think Scott Brown's capable of going through another full season. No problem at all. Thomas and Sterling, was that painless enough? He'll give us a call back sometime. Oh, man, that's cool. I just want to say, Gordon, you keep up with the fitness, brother, and you'll be the fittest man in the studio. You're right, mate. Well, I'm looking at Fraser Wisher's belly and I've not got much competition. It must, it must be John Thomas. He's got a long way to go. <laughs> Thomas and Sterling, it's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. It's your chance to get one over on Gordon or Fraser and win a signed ball at the end of it if you've got the knowledge. If you think you do, give us a call 01419511025. You have to be relatively quick because the lines close at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL are here. We've been looking ahead to the return of the domestic campaign. We heard from Stephen Gerrard. He's hitting out at the careless Scottish FA for not managing Ryan Jack's injury properly in his mind. We heard from Scott Brown and after we play Beat the Pundit, Ranger fans, he was the man you wanted all summer. Stay tuned if you want to hear from Ryan Kent. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Before we do that, it's Beat the Pundit time. Heads, uh, Ved will be up against Fraser Wishart and tails it will be Gordon Dale. Let's introduce Ved first to from Jordan Hill. How are you tonight? I'm fine, how are you? Not too bad at all Fraser Wishart's alongside Gordon DL tonight It's not the usual uh, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL combo Have you got any thoughts on who you would rather take on? I think I would take on, would you call it, Fraser Wishart Alright, okay We vote a conference for Gordon Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) The most telling thing about this, Gordon looked genuinely stunned (laughs) 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 Listen, 35 years in football, that's one of my low points Yeah, yeah, I I think I'd have to agree with you Heads, it's Fraser, (laughs) tails, it's Gordon And I can't grant you the wish, Ved, it's Gordon with tails Did you play on Tuesday? I'm up against it now I played 10 this season, have you? Yeah, That's because you're always here. Can I get rid of you? Uh, right, <laughs> let me give Gordon some clay too, and that way he can't hear us. Great, we've got him. Uh, Ved, you've got 30 seconds. You're going head to head with Gordon. The secret, as always, is that you can pass. So remember that, okay? Okay, no problem. Ready to go? Yep. Let's do it. 
Which Scottish side has signed Ugandan international Bevis Mugabe? Pass. Who's currently bottom of the Scottish Championship? Uh, Which country did Glasgow City play in last night in the Champions League? Pass. Who managed Hearts immediately before Craig Levine? Um, Pass. Which former Rangers player was on the Zenit bench during the UEFA Cup final in 2008? Pass. God, just guess one. Which former Rangers player on the Zenit bench in the UEFA Cup final 2008? Just guess yes, a former no. Rangers player. Um, I'll have to pass. I just can't. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's bring Gordon back. Gordon, you yeah. ready? Yeah. Which Scottish side has signed Ugandan international Bevis Mugabe? Who is currently bottom of the Scottish Championship? Uh, Partick Thistle. Which country did Glasgow City play in in the Champions League last night? Uh, pass. Who managed Hearts immediately before Craig Levine? Uh, um, pass. Which former Rangers player was on the Zenit bench during the 2008 UEFA Cup final? Pass. Which Highland League team ended a 74 game winless streak in the league? Fort William. Manager Ved, did the pressure get to you there? It did get to me, but Cathro, that's right. <laughs> both of you, this, you, both of you are about forty seconds too late. Uh, I'll afraid. give you that yeah. one. Is this a nil-nil draw? Uh, no, no, it wasn't too no, bad. No. Which Scottish side has signed Ugandan international Bevis Mugabe? It's Motherwell. Unfortunately for you, Ved, you're up against the biggest Motherwell fan that, that yeah. we know. So Gordon DL, um, I've just got visions of you walking ar- around with your new Motherwell top with. Mugabe on the back <laughs> No relation by the way Spelt differently um, Who is currently bottom Of the Scottish Championship It is Partick Thistle Ved sort of went Air Partick Thistle Give him it Give, him, give him, him it Right okay Feeling generous Well done Ved You got up and running But Gordon got it as well So it's 2-1 uh, Which country did Glasgow City Play in last what? night In the Champions League Is it No no. I'll save you the hassle It was Russia uh, Well done by the way To everyone involved A 1-0 win yeah. uh, Out there in Russia Fantastic result um, Yep well done to them None of you got it right though 2-1 to Gordon still Who managed Hearts Immediately before Ian Craig Levine You both said Ian <laughs> Cathro About a minute after we finished <laughs> Yes uh, Unfortunately that doesn't count So it's still 2-1 I thought you would have Maybe got this It's quite a long question And I know you don't have A great attention span no. If you don't mind me saying uh, Which former Rangers player On the Zenit bench In the UEFA Cup final Not remember Fernando Rickson Oh no No, no? no I thought that was A sort no, of well known no. one Okay And which Highland League team Ended a 74 game Winning streak In the league It was Fort William They did it in the cup Previously They've now done it In the league um, Ved if you'd got that far You might even have Got that question in But unfortunately It was three for Gordon DL And one for you Hardlines Well done Well done Gordon Well done Ved Good game Unfortunately yeah. you've come up Against a guy that's unbeatable Just now <laughs> <laughs> You're better playing me I think I get one I <laughs> was quite hard was tough tonight Ved we'll get you back yeah. on For another crack at it sometime That sound good? Okay, no problem Good Thank man you. That was Ved in Jordan Hill There we go My record's sensational now You're talking Yeah I mean you do enough You, you win ugly That's how I would do, To use the yeah, footballing Yeah I just dig in Gordon yeah, I just dig don't, in Don't call him ugly <laughs> I don't mind As long as I get an R3 points on the board I mean Ian Cathro I, I know I'm really disappointed with Especially that because from memory You were such a fan of his work hated, As well I at the time Ian But hold on That's a bit strong Not no, personally no, no, no I don't mean I hated him I hated his work at, at yeah, okay. Hearts I didn't like watching his football <laughs> Not Ian Catherine Lovely boy 
But 3 1, that's. Listen, you'll take that. I'm away from home. I'm with a strange guy tonight as well. <laughs> a with a cardigan on. <laughs> uh, 01419511025. Next up, we've got uh, Ian in Wolverhampton. I'm only kidding. It's not Ian Cathro on the line. Uh, <laughs> what, what I did like was um, before we came on, producer Andy. Who's Canadian Just to let you in A bit of background knowledge bit of a bit of a strange dresser Is that, is that fair? Yeah So he's got a cardigan of his own um, But for different reasons I mean he must be a good 30 years younger than Fraser Wishart They're both sporting, sporting cardigans stylish. And we had a comparison We had a cardigan off in the office To see whose cardigan was better And damning on Producer Andy Gordon actually preferred Fraser's yeah. cardigan So that yeah. tells you a little bit About style. what Andy's it's looks like style Honestly It's the buttons on his cardigan We can't have a cardigan Without buttons can no, you No but if he loses One of them His cardigan is gone Andy's uh, looks as if He should be in Alaska I mean it's <laughs> yeah, awful It's Canadian But the thing is Fraser's got a nice shirt Underneath He's got a football top underneath <laughs> his cardigan. Who wears that? What team is it? You want to know what team the producer supports? It's actually some it's a Hertha Berlin or something. Yeah. Look, at him. Look at him through the glass. Anyway, it doesn't really work on radio. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five Twitter. We are at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from Ryan Kent, shall we? We've spoken to him for the first time since he returned to Rangers. Rangers fans, how soon are you hoping to see him? Is it a case of abandon everything, get him straight in the team? Or are you willing to be a bit more patient He's not played a lot of football Let us know Ryan Kent Straight in Or patience 01419511025 He's delighted He says To be back where he belongs After being lied to By Liverpool uh, The winger did return In case you've forgotten On deadline day It was a four year deal And he says he never gave up On the hope of coming back to Ibrox I'm in um, a very privileged position in life To be playing football Which is Many kids dreams um, And I think um it's naive to not enjoy enjoy that position in life, and yeah, I'm fortunate for that position in life. So, for once in my in my life to be feeling at home somewhere, um, to actually be enjoying my football, um, I want that feeling for the rest of my career. And you know, I felt that for the first time when I came here. You know, I had to stay mentally strong. Um, when you're told you can do one thing, and then you know you lie to, and it doesn't happen, um, that's quite hard to take. Um, I just had to keep myself fit, um, you know, train on my own, make sure I keep my fitness levels up and, you know, I was waiting for, you know, a moment like this to arrive. So, Rangers fans, straight in, or any patience, I'd imagine, Fraser, when you have a high-profile pursuit of a player like that, you don't even <laughs> no. bother about how much football he has or hasn't played, you want to see him soon. Yeah, but Elinousi needs games, get him in And uh, the criticism of Rangers' performance and style of play against Celtic was There was no width to the game And uh, that's what he brings Terrific talent, great great signing for Rangers And there was a lot of chat about Would Rangers have signed him if they'd beaten Celtic And was it a panic buy or whatever else? Doesn't matter, he's in the door And the one thing that uh, the Rangers supporters And Steven Gerrard can't accuse the board of Is, is, is not backing the manager in the last, last 12 months or so They've signed a huge number of players But... On the field of play, what a signing for him. I think he's a really good talent. I think he's a smashing player. Good age. Still got a bit to develop as well. He'll only, only get better. So, uh, so yeah, what a squad they've got at Rangers now as well in terms of numbers. And certainly wingers yeah. and centre midfield players. They've just got dozens. I mean, it can't have been an easy time, Gordon. I mean, even right up until the last minute, was he not at the airport about to head to Bruges and you know, then up to Glasgow? So I'm pretty sure he'll just be looking forward to... Getting the boots on And getting out there He talks about you know Being lied to um, By Liverpool and stuff So Maybe time for him to really 
Settle down somewhere Yeah that's all behind him now He's a Rangers player He'll be here for four years uh, Well You never know in football nowadays It could be four days um, But I <laughs> Honestly think that he will Start on Saturday I think he'll give everyone At Ibrox A lift The crowd Because You heard the Rangers manager Everywhere he went People were talking about When is Kent coming back And we want him back The dressing room is want him in so he seems to be a very important player uh, for Rangers. And I think that uh, looking at Livingston on Saturday after the defeat of Celtic, I think he'll add a lot to the, the team and I think he will start a game. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm there on Saturday, Gordon. So I will probably be 100% wrong. You'll be on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your take. Charlie is a Rangers fan. Ryan Kent, straight in. Hi, Ryan Kent, straight in. And Highlander, the two of them. All right. What's the sense spending all that money for two players and not playing them? Uh, I can't understand this thing with Highlander. He's only had about one game, I think. The times I've been there, I've not seen him yet. Uh, I see him coming out uh, waving his hands to everybody and back into the tunnel again. But that was that. Well, is it not because uh, the guys in front of him have been doing a good job previously? Aye, but, but £3 million for a player, Gordon. You know what I mean? Most idea they pay £3 million for a player and you're not playing him. And the thing I see the biggest majority, well, I would say 99.9% of the people who go there on Saturday, uh, including myself, don't be wanting to see Ryan Kent on the park. Charlie, uh, Charlie, really can I interrupt there and ask you a question then? You're saying about play the centre-back Highlander. Who would you leave out? Why do we keep calling him Highlander? I've got this, this vision. What was that picture? Uh, the film, sorry, remember the 80s? Highlander. <laughs> Highlander. Highlander, <laughs> Highlander sorry. How, who, would you, who would you leave out? Cottage well, or... guy's in the position there. I'd just draft him. Are you? I put, I put him in uh, t- to take his place. Which one? Pick one, Cartage or Goldson? Well, Cartage, and what did they not play him in the Celtic game for? Oh. I mean, maybe could have stopped that goal if he didn't score. Yeah, but but you've uh, Gordon makes a good point. I think that the two centre backs who went into the Celtic game were the guys in form. Uh, they didn't do a lot wrong leading up to the Celtic game. Um, and I think that the manager went with guys that, you know, that was they were holding down the jersey, and I, I totally understand that decision. Um, it backfired in the fact that Celtic won the game two 0 Um, so it'll be interesting to see the manager's uh, line up on Saturday. Well, uh, if he introduces them specifically on Ryan Kent Fraser, it's the type of thing that. Gets that extra wee buzz at half past two or you know two o'clock when the team yeah. lines come out. Or if you're going along to the game, it, it just it would add something. If you're big signing, if the guy that your fans want back at the club, if if, if he's going to start, there's a real eagerness to see how he gets on. Yeah, absolutely, and especially when there's been two weeks for the Rangers fans to sort of sit and mump and moan and uh, be down about the result against Celtic. So uh, you know, get him in. The Rangers fans is. is I think it was Charlie was saying there. He said ninety nine percent of the Rangers fans going along would want him to start. I think hundred percent will want him to start because who he was, would he was leave out? Last year. Fraser, in your opinion, obviously. Well, there's no Jordan Jones now. Of course, he's injured and will be for a fairly long spell. Well, Aribo played for and further forward, didn't he? Yeah. So you'd maybe if Ryan Jack's out, he'll tuck into midfield Mara and stick in there, and yeah. put Kent in there beside. No, I think I think I think he will definitely. Play. In, in, in the last year, it was Morelos as a striker, Arfield one side, Kent wide on the other side. And that seemed to work So I think mm. they'll go for that At the weekend Let's get the opinion of Jeff On the line Jeff would you th- Throw Ryan Kent straight in Yeah um, Yes And it's good to see him back um, uh, The the thing is Is this going to be a game 
that we're going to expect him to do well. I mean, this is going to be his second spell. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him as a young man because um, we're all going to expect him to get right into it, do what he did before he went back to Liverpool. Um, I, I, it's good that this other player that they've just signed that I've never heard of, um, I was just, I'm in my local library and I'm just trying to Google the, the name. Um, all in all, I think Rangers and Steven Gerrard have done a lot of good signings. Um, unfortunately, with with um, who's, who's who's the player you're talking about that you're, you're googling in the in the library? Which um, one? It's, it's, it's this latest player that they've just signed. Um, the Rangers. Yes, Rangers have just signed another another oh. another player. Jeff, shh, you're in the library. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually outside, I'm actually outside talking to you. Very funny, very funny. <laughs> See, to be fair, Jeff, I don't, I don't really think anything he says is that fun. That was decent. I'm quite happy good. with that. Yep, that I, I don't mind that at all. Uh, I mean, I'll take it. I think it was good. I think it was good as I get. But I mean, I mean, all well and done. We're only four games into the season, and I get the impression that there's a few Rangers supporters starting to say after the old firm game that we're starting to get back into our old ways. Give it time. I think once all the new players are bedded in, I think we're going to have a good season. We're going to stop Celtic getting nine in a row. The interesting thing for Ryan Kent now is he now comes back with a completely different set of expectations. Yes. Last season, he's a young player. Got him on loan from Liverpool. Okay, good pedigree. Let's see. Took a while to settle in. Different now, different ball game. Really, only Christmas on. He really, really kicked on and began to show his, his, his talent. Consistently, and you're absolutely right, Gordon. And he's also now taking the permanent move. And obviously, for young players, there's a time where they've got to make that move. It's, it's easy to go on loan, and we've seen it so many players where they go on loan and they don't succeed and they come back because they've always got that cushion of a two or a three year contract at their big club if it doesn't work out. And uh, for Ryan Kent now, it's a permanent move. He's up here, he's going to have to stay here and move into his house and uh, settle down. And also perform on the field of play And that's the biggest thing Now he, he's one of Rangers' big stars signings He's one of the big star players And you're right, supporters will be waiting In anticipation And if he doesn't play well Then, then they'll be asking questions of him Because he's, he's now going to be uh, Somebody that they expect an awful lot of But an exciting player And good to bring back to Scottish football Somebody who can get on the ball Go and take people on Create things in the last third And give a bit of excitement Jeff, what do you make of this Ryan Jack situation that we touched on at the top of the show? Steven Gerrard calling the Scottish FA careless for the way they handled him. Uh, I don't know if it's careless. I mean, he, he knew, he probably knew that when he was doing the training for Scotland that he was going to do that. But I want to make a point about Scotland as well. Um, you know what you're going into for the training, for training, for training when you play for Scotland. But there's another thing I want to talk about. See, when we're, with the lack of Scottish players, so much I love seeing big names in Scottish football. Don't you think that the SFA should turn around to the young, the young guys in the under-21s and maybe um, Stevie Clark should have a look at them because, as one of the callers said, the under-21s against Croatia was just unbelievable. Bring them up um, into the lesser games and see how they play, and then bring them on after that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to get that. And let, let's be let's be realistic. You can congratulate the under twenty ones and say it was a fantastic result and well done to them. But still, look at those guys and say, well, 
are there are many of them ready to really come in and, and be full internationals? No, I mean, we've actually got, I think, a decent squad, as, as decent a squad as we've had for a number of years. Um, just, uh, listen, the Belgian game take care of itself, and they, they are just uh, way above our, our level. And if that had been Brazil, we wouldn't be having a, a, an investigation and one point one. The disappointing one was the, the Russia game because I think we should have done much better as a poor. Performance and the players themselves are better than they actually played. And you're thinking under 21s. I like the big lad Conor McLennan. I've seen him playing a number of times, but he came off the bench. And he's not even an Aberdeen regular, is he? So no, but he's got he has got he's, something. He's, but he's, you're absolutely right. He's not a regular. He's way off that that type of level. Go and establish himself at Aberdeen and then see it. But I think he's got something because his physique. He's big. He's strong. He's got a good touch. Can play right across the 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 the, the, the front line. I can't think of any that played with under 21s that's going to come in and make mm. us better at the moment. Uh, big news on that front though today, Gordon, and that's that Billy Gilmore has new signed a new long-term contract with Chelsea. Made his debut just a couple of weeks ago for Frank Lampard's first team and he's now been rewarded with a long-term contract. So you can see what Chelsea think of him. Yeah, he's got a, a terrific future ahead of him. Um, I've not seen a lot of him, Gordon, but what I hear and you know, reading in the papers about guys that have Played beside him like Kenny Miller, an experienced guy that's been been in management, done a bit of coaching. He's he's actually shouting for him to get a call up already, so he rates him very very highly. And obviously, with Chelsea giving them this new long term contract, it shows you what mm. they think of him. Okay, let's take a breather because you two need to limber up for tonight's full time teaser. Yes. You're only looking for seven answers tonight. I, I think this is I actually think this is quite easy. <laughs> no. I, I might use the next couple of minutes to find a way of making it more difficult. So you're looking for seven answers tonight. Uh, I'm also wondering across the league what managers need a win this weekend or, or, or certainly could be doing with one to get back underway in domestic football. What managers need a win? You tell us. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you go over to Twitter at Clyde SSB, you can actually tell us which cardigan is worse. Is it Fraser Wishart's cardigan or is it producer Andy's cardigan? I'm expecting a I landslide. I, I must swear admit. to God, Gordon, if I lose this vote, having had something to prefer to play me than Gordon DL. And beat the pun <laughs> I'm chucking it I'm Never chucking it I'm, I'm, I'm moving to another country uh, We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB And I asked just before the break Which, which managers need a win Which which managers really need to get up and running After the international break Sideshow Bob Says Mark Wilson Breaking against Cove this weekend as well Well Will it be The manager first game You know what it, the like bounce. it is The bounce Cove are flying though Yeah but Ah, well, to be fair, Duncan will be good. So, we Paul yeah. Hartley as well. Yeah. Paul, yeah. I, mean, I, I gave Mark I mean, a bit of confidence today. I phoned him and I said, "Look, I've only got Cove minus two. <laughs> uh, please bet responsibly." Yes, uh, Dean Leslie also got a very, very important question. Uh, can you ask Gordon why he wasn't playing in the Man City Legends game last night? Uh, because you had the oh, show tonight, uh, obviously. Yeah, to, had, yeah. Well, I was asked. Uh, <laughs> I was asked, um, but unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't make it because a couple of things, Gordon. Uh, I've got a problem with my hip a little bit, and my playing days. How are did over. you get that? Just uh, a lot wear and tear. Old we're, age. We're, we're in tear and chasing fullbacks and scoring goals. <laughs> Glad he said fullbacks there. Oh, I was terrified as to where that was going. But uh, yes, I, 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 I did as well. Yeah. I did watch a game and I, I did send them Vincent down a nice uh, text. I think we should get some Wraith Rovers. His teammates on said, "Did God the other chase a fullback?" Unlikely. What? Before we move on though, and let's get serious for a minute. What about that pass from Paul Scholes? Unbelievable. 
was, would, you, would you ever try that? No, I didn't have the ability well, to that, pull but... that off. And plus, if I didn't have the knowledge to try it, um, <laughs> it was it was incredible. And if if people are listening to this and they've not seen it, please do yourself a favour. It is top top quality. I remember, I remember doing the show in the years ago when we were in the studio and Paul Scholes came out of retirement. Remember they came out that's right, Yeah, yeah. that's right once down the line And, and there was rumours going round And we were saying Not a chance Up it comes on the screen Behind Jim Dillard Straight go. in didn't he and and played. Straight in and played mm-hmm. There's not a great story I think he, he went for the old Sort of Just the sports shop Budget version of the boots You know you get all the different types And the players mm-hmm. agent Will hook them up With the top of the range yeah. Nike boots at 250 quid He just went into his local sports shop Picked up one of the cheaper pairs and, and went and played. Yeah, when you've go. got the ability, it's not the tools. Just you've got the ability there. Put a pair of boots on the way you go. That's <laughs> oh, what I used to do. Tonight's full time teaser has been sent in by Stephen Smith. Not that one, I don't think. Mm. Uh, Stephen Smith sent tonight's question in. He is from Bishop Briggs, and he says, "Can you name?" And I, I'm wondering if this is a bit easy. Right. Can you name the seven? Post-war, that's the assumption The seven post-war players with the most appearances in old firm derbies That's not easy No Goodness I'm I'm toying with my own emotions here Should I tell you as we go along whether they're right or not? Yeah You think so? You think it's difficult? I would go pack, pack, Packy Bonner right away Right Right now I'm actually not going to tell you how many you've got I think it might be too easy if I do that Packy Bonner only looking for seven Okay what, Who else might be Koisty Why do we want Richard Goff Richard Goff I think Andy Gorham I think the modern era Because he plays yeah. other four times Yeah uh, Yeah that's what I was thinking Fraser I'm yeah, with yeah, you there But it says post-war So there must be Oh it's I, just to separate it Because there are obviously guys from The, the, the the 20s and so on that had played yeah but this is the the seven post-war um all right of those names you mentioned only one of them is in it i would reckon that's packy tell you that much uh 01419511025 if you want to throw in your tuppence worth you can do it on twitter at clyde ssb looking for the seven post-war players with the most appearances in old firm derbies get in touch and let us know uh right we're asking you what, what managers need to get up and running and i don't mean Need Maybe I'm exaggerating I'm not trying to say They're going to get sacked If they lose the game On Saturday But who really needs To get off to a good start Levine Craig Levine Yeah And I would say That he will come under Immense pressure If he loses to Motherwell Um, Because It was not that long ago We were talking about The fact that You know He had Hamilton And Motherwell Both at home And he had to win Both games Because the Hearts fans Were not having them He's drawn with Hamilton and the uh, the Hearts fans are up Marham's and Mother will go there in good form, you've got to say. And I think Mother will could put real pressure on Craig Levine. Especially, I think Fraser and I was talking about it, 20, 25 minutes in and Mother will are dominating the game, say. I think the Hearts fans will be, you know, up Marham's with Craig Levine. I think Craig Levine is under severe pressure. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Just laughing at the picture of Fraser and oh, Andy's cardigan oh, on Twitter. Who's winning? Uh, producer Andy's getting some stick. If I was producer Andy, don't read the replies, mate. Honestly, don't. And to you lot out there, it's just a bit of fun. Be kind, will you? We're just talking about being nicer to each other. Certain words there, I'm not happy with. Uh, what's brilliant, though, you know, I mean. I did say on this show You're never safe Mentioned Just in the passing That producer Andy's Canadian I'm not holding that against him I just, I just felt like mentioning it It's like a disclaimer yeah. Producer Andy's Canadian And as soon as I said it Someone phoned 
0141-951-1025 Not to come on here and talk about football But for immigration advice Because they want to move to Canada And I kid you not Someone genuinely called him and, uh, As if he was like the consulate And I uh, asked to see I asked for his advice Andy, Andy's been here for, for years Andy how many years now? Oh many years I don't many know why he still talks with that accent 15 he's, years he's he says he's been here He's here longer than he was in Canada Who needs a win Fraser? You going along with Gordon Diel? Yeah, and also Hibs I think the obvious one Paul Heckenbotham I, I heard them interviewed after Mother will beat them And he was saying they're too nice And they're too soft And, and I think I described them as, as, as that In the first game of the season Against St Myrne Who I thought should have got a point They played some nice stuff at times Hibs Knocked it around But didn't really look as if they're going to threaten And uh, you know you, you, you look at a manager When there's a new owner Came in the summertime And Paul Heckenbotham wasn't his appointment then they could really do it with with a with with a, with a victory, but I don't think they'll get it. They're away to Kelly, and uh, Kelly just shown a wee bit better form in in, in recent weeks than than they did. They got a win against St Johnston. I saw nil mm. nil against Aberdeen in the worst game I've seen for many many years, but they got a point from it. So uh, I think that'll be a struggle for Hibs on Saturday. Well, the Capital Clubs need wins, according to Fraser and Gordon. Kenny's a Hearts fan on the line. Are you going along with that, Kenny? Your team's getting it in the neck here. Uh, evening, guys. Gordon okay. Fraser. Gordon. Hi, Kenny. Uh, no, uh, Gordon, you make me laugh. You do, you do, legend. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. I'm not, I, I, I don't think. Uh, I know that Fraser's not complimenting you, but I, you and Mark together is it's a, it's very entertaining. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm desperate to get rid of him. I'm not coming back again, Kenny. Don't worry. I'll, I'll bring him in next week. <laughs> no, I, I think. Uh, listen, we're four games into the league, and Gordon, what was the score the last time Hassan Mother well played? Uh, I don't know. I forgot. What you left it? early I saw you And you left early Oh for par you talking about mm-hmm. It was a victory For the yeah, youngest it was, uh, team we, the we, were, we were poor that night I did leave early uh, I was disgusted The fact that We were poor But uh, Kenny Are you telling me That Craig Levine Is not under a bit of pressure From the Hearts fans Just now Oh uh, Gordon he's, he's under He's under a lot of pressure yeah. But to be quite honest, I think uh, if, if we go back to the administration and everything, I think that him and Budge have got a long-term project there, and and, and there's a lot of good youth coming through. I love it, but uh, I think four games in, uh, heck and bottom as well. You know, what I mean, we, we're talking about praising our league and and uh, sorry promoting it. But we're doing gloom four games in. He's going to get this. He's he's losing his job and and pressure. And I think I think his fans were very fickle. And I, I've, I've, I've been to most of the Hearts games this season with the kids, and genuinely, they're on the Levine's case for a minute. The a player's getting slated after three minutes, and I'm like, let's just go and sing songs and enjoy the game, and 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 sort of encourage the teams. Kenny, I do, I do agree that um, managers need time. I do agree with that, but unfortunately. We're living in a different era now. That it's also not. It's not. It's not just in the door. You know, it's not like no, he's a new appointment. No, and you look at Alan Stubbs, for instance, St. Martin didn't get long. You look at go back to last week. Steve Clark, not that long ago, was the flavour of the month, shouting great appointment from Scotland. Well done, the SFA. Couple of games on. <laughs> Steve Clark, get him out. The SFA need to do more. Kenny and I think Gordon makes a great point there. Craig Levine has been in that hot seat and been involved with Hearts for a long time now. And I think the Hearts fans are... I've got to be honest, I I did say it, and we were talking about when Hearts beat Motherwell at Fur Park. Probably the best I've seen a Hearts side play football. That night they decided to play football and they played very, very well. Every time I've watched Hearts over the last sort of a season a bit, 
It's been a long ball game And I've not enjoyed it at all And I don't think the Hearts fans are enjoying it But results are everything He's He, he should have lost to Ross County He's, he, he's drawn with Hamill uh, Motherwell's got to be a real difficult game It's a home game Hearts fans are expecting to win that Yeah that just brings its own pressure doesn't it Yeah of course it does I think Craig Levine's under severe pressure um, I mean Fraser they didn't need him that night when they, when they beat Motherwell Kenny's quite right But no Stephen Naismith again yeah. Bit of a strange one he, he did go away with the Scotland squad Was he ever fully fit? I, I, mean, I don't think certainly he played Did like he? didn't play no. the game before Before Scotland So yeah All a bit I think a he bit came strange. on in one of them but. Yeah, that, We're always on in this show We think that managers don't get enough time And Paul Heck and both of them And Craig Levine have been mentioned They've been under pressure They're under pressure from the supporters That's the main thing that, that comes around and, and you're right Kenny I've been to a few Hearts games I was at the Ross County game this year and around me and around where we sit in the, the press area in the main stand, you know, the fans are just getting a wee bit disgruntled and early on and that's where the home games sometimes, if you get a goal, brilliant, the Hearts fans will be absolutely behind the team and it's fantastic but if you don't get a goal and they're struggling, it just begins to, to build and build and build. So both teams could do with a result at the weekend and uh, and he's that wee bit of pressure because I think they play each other the following weekend I think it's, do. it's a derby yeah, it's the derby which that... would be a hell of a derby if they've not got, <laughs> not got a win between them yeah at Hearts defender Craig Halkett says it is far too early for anyone to be putting Craig Levine under pressure he says the squad are all very much behind the manager and that they've gone back to basics over the international break to try and improve results the results have not been not been great so I think it kind of came at a good time for us obviously just to get a break from the league and obviously kind of recoup his players in the squad and Management to kind of work on what we're, we're doing going forward. The results have we've been close to kind of getting the three points, and it's just made I mean one or two wee mistakes that's kind of cost us. So I think as a squad and as a player myself, we're, we're all kind of behind the manager, and we, we don't think that there's any any pressure there just now. We're just four games in, and I know as fans, it's, it's disappointing. You want to see your team winning every game, but like I said, we're only four games in just now, and I, I think as players and as coaching staff, we're kind of we know where we're going wrong and how to kind of. Rectify that going forward. Um, we've just kind of been doing kind of more of the same um, of what we've been doing in the first few months. I think it's just about going going back to basics as players and and just defending the goal well, defending the box. Obviously, that's your job as a defender. Um, I think there's just been a kind of lax in com- concentration in the last couple of games that's cost us cost us a point. So I think it's just going back to kind of being solid, being hard to defeat, and I think the results will come. I think we'll get a good opportunity coming at the weekend, kind of to start a, start a good run, and then kind of climb my way back up the table. Kenny, we thank you for your call Enjoy the game this weekend You and Gordon can have it out on Monday night's show Depending which of your teams comes out on top uh, In tonight's full-time teaser Sent in by Stephen Smith Can you name the seven post-war players With the most appearances in old firm derbies? What are you thinking so far? You're looking I'm, for seven I'm going for Packy Bonner Okay Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that he's in it at this stage Well done <laughs> I'll admit He's in it and he's not <laughs> I'm just willing to I'm willing to well, So if we tell you one You might not admit you, it? it depends It depends Well how much John progress. Gregg must be one Yes Top of the list uh, Roy Aitken Yes Here's one for you Paul McStay Yes You're doing well now We'll leave it there That's you got four Well done does look You've only got three to get You'll scoosh that We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com 
Into the home stretch On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Gordon DL is here Fraser Wishart alongside him uh, Fraser your cardigan is doing well on Twitter <laughs> oh. I mean it's the lesser of two evils I'm not sure people like your cardigan They just oh, dislike on. producer Andy's <laughs> cardigan more and, uh, my, my wife Valerie will be listening And she's my style expert <laughs> <laughs> So don't blame me She'll be, she'll be oh. absolutely good. She'll be furious It was I mean, Gordon that brought it up I actually don't mind it But sure. got one in the corner there Thinks that he's, <laughs> he's, he's in a position to. He's what's he wearing over there actually? Awful. Yeah, oh, just move my not, mic around a little he's bit. He's got an oversized sweatshirt to cover his body. No, no, no. And, are those, uh, are those tracksuit muscle. bottoms? <laughs> no. A yeah. man of your age? Yeah, tracksuit track jeans. Jeans okay. and a nice top. No thing making you look worse with you. I have a hoodie on at your age. That's, I've got yeah. one of them, yeah. That's it, that's it, that's it. Anyway, enough of the bickering because you need to team up on the teaser yeah. tonight. Stephen Smith sent it in. If you've got a good question and you want to hear it on the show, We'd love to have it. So it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's where you send them in. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Can you name the seven players with the most appearances in Old Firm derbies? Now, just a wee caveat, it is post-war. You're not having to go back to the 1910s. You've got John Gregg, Paul McStay, Roy Aitken, Pat Bonner. I'll take one more guess from Big, each of you. Big Derek? Started at 16? No. Ooh, I'm surprised with that. Fraser. Uh, but you don't know what Derek I was talking about. Derek White Parlin <laughs> None of the above a lot of them White <laughs> <laughs> Derek uh, White like I'm going to ask I'm going to say Danny McGreen Yes Okay You've only got two to get And you've got about ten minutes to do it So I've got faith in you You've got two to get 01419511025 Is the number William dialed Quite some time ago I must say William My apologies for keeping you hanging What's what's happening? How you doing guys? He's okay? Yep. Yeah, well, well thank yeah. you. It's, well. A kind of point, it's a kind of point about uh, what Gordon made earlier and he talked about levels and between Scotland and Celtic's new signings. Uh, I, don't ju- I don't really judge players with, with their price tags and when you look at Mikey Johnson and he's got this guy against him that's six, $16 million, I think it cost. Uh, I still think it's, uh, it's Mikey Johnson's jersey to lose, you know. I still think he's had a great start to the season. And when you look at you're talking about uh, Jack and McTominay, and you can draw comparisons to uh, Dan Fletcher. Uh, you can look at it and say, "Well, he, well, Scotland didn't qualify when Dan Fletcher played." So, uh, to me, it doesn't really matter what what they do for a club. You know, I'm more interested in what they do for Scotland. You know, I don't watch English football, so I've not really got. Uh, and you talk about the guy that Celtic have signed. I think it's uh, Man U's under 23s The mm-hmm. boy O'Connor yep. And it'll be interesting To see if he can get into The Celtic team When you're talking about levels And how high uh, Man U is Compared to Celtic in Scotland And yeah. when you look at price tags Look at price tags With, with McBurney as well You know he, I think Steve Park's maybe made a mistake Not putting Christie behind him And leaving him a bit isolated But For the Russia game But I just think when you look at players, uh, and you look at Celtic signings, it'll be interesting to see who who'll come into the side for the new signings and who who'll be left out. Because for me, there's a lot of play, a lot of good players on that side. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think Williams obviously right, Gordon. That your price tag doesn't doesn't make you a good player. <coughs> but mm-hmm. if we're to take the Mikey Johnson El Yunusi comparison, because that's what you were speaking about earlier, that's why William called. It's not to say that he's that much better 
But it's to say that if the club are committed to a player of that market value Chances are they're going to want to play him more often than not Well first and foremost it wasn't me It was Mr Wisher that actually said that comment About the £16 million player That uh, Mikey Johnston has got to sit now and watch play probably at the weekend That was me, I just asked the question You know, yeah. does it? Uh, But I, I, I'm the same because I think William makes a good point I don't think apart from Sheffield United that anybody rates uh, McBurney at £20 million um, I don't think it's anything to do with price tags I think you can go It's just what people are prepared to pay for you You can go and pay out You know, seven, eight, nine, ten million in a player And it doesn't work You look at, you know, Compare coming in for a million at Celtic Played about six to eight minutes Didn't work for him And then you look at the other side of it You can go and pick up a bargain that's absolutely fantastic for you It's just how you settle into a club How you settle into the formation How you work with the manager How you work with the tactics But I'm the same as William I I don't really bother with price tags Especially when you're shopping in different markets, Fraser. Yes. It's it's. Yes. Well, I was going to say nearly impossible. It's actually impossible to compare. Because <laughs> how how can you? It is. It's just ridiculous. The English prices are just ridiculous. So you can't compare that at all to, to anything that's up here or, or anywhere else in Europe. I mean, there's very very few leagues in in Europe are actually paying that that type of money for for for, for average players. But the, the point I was making, William, was about around Mikey Johnson having the jersey, losing it because of an injury. And Elianusi comes in as this big signing for Celtic, and and you know clubs pay a loan fee. They'll pay a big chunk of his um, Premiership salary. We did debate in here last time I was on with, with Steve McGinn about Fraser Forster. Would he go straight in? Absolutely, goes straight into the team because the, the, the Peter Lowell is not going to commit to sitting Lenny. Right, we'll buy this player. We're going to commit huge amounts of money to bring him in on loan, but he'll just be a squad player. That wouldn't happen. These guys are brought into playing in the first team. And poor Mikey, who would have probably started with Elianusi on the bench. He could lose his place Because of this injury To, to, to Elianusi William does that make sense It's not about saying This guy's definitely better Than Mikey Johnson It's just if you've Committed the loan fee As Fraser says Or you're covering A sizeable chunk of the wages You're probably going to be Inclined to To try and use him I think Mikey Johnson Said it yourself He said he enjoys The competition You know And I think he's waited He's waited a long time To get in The Celtic first team uh, and we know it's about squads. I mean, most Celtic play a lot of games, uh, so I'm, I still think I still think it's Mikey Johnson's jersey. You know, I I've not even seen the guy. I, I think he played he played against Celtic when he when we played at Mulder. I think it was. I think he, he was playing mm-hmm. that game. But I've not. I, I don't watch English football. I've not seen the guy, so I can't really judge him if I've not seen him. But for me, uh, Mikey Johnson's still got the jersey, and even though he's injured. And like Gordon says, I think uh, Neil Lennon, Neil Lennon brung uh, Forrest to, and I think Neil Lennon likes Mikey Johnson, you know, and the start to the season he's made still makes me think that Mikey Johnson's it's his years that he lose, you know? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Gordon, even if you did watch uh, English football, you might not have seen a great deal of Mohamed El You know, see, yeah, he has played for Southampton, but he's clearly not... Hit the ground the way he would have wanted to Otherwise he would still be there yeah, So he's, he's found yeah. life difficult there In fact he's more of a regular really for, for Norway Than he is uh, Or than he was sorry For Southampton last season Yeah but I think that Celtic needs to cover in that position um, And they went out and got that And uh, I'll be up to the lad now I do think he will get his opportunity on Saturday But where Williams right I think Mikey Johnston is um, A sort of a You know Neil Lennon, James Forrest type, you know, trying to bring him through, trying to make sure that 
he becomes the sort of player that James Forrest has turned out to be and I think that's his project for Neil Lennon because you get that as a manager you look at young players and you think you know he's got potential to go all the way and I think that's what Neil Lennon looks at Mikey Johnston but the good thing is for Mikey Johnston is and he's, the lad's already said it there's nothing better than competition to spur you on to keep you on your toes to make sure you're saying I've got to perform at a level every single day and every week in the games if I'm going to keep this jersey and I think it's good for Mikey Johnson unfortunately he's injured but I do think he is the number one just now William and Craig End good man bringing us to a close tonight Fraser where are you off to for us on Saturday somewhere nearby <laughs> somewhere nearby I'm going to Dingwall right lovely drive at this time of year I'm looking forward to it Saints, St Mirren Saints, yeah. my, my another big game in its own right daughter's a season ticket holder so my, my brother so they're oh, going to come up there St Mirren for support in a free lift happy days yeah, free lift but lovely drive up there so yes take, take my hit but uh, always take a good welcome in I'll could take my heavy cardigan Not my light cardigan Gordon Just in case it's cold Sheep skin cold uh, Sheep An interesting game for both Because Ross County you know, Sort of looked good In the first couple And then looked not so good In the next couple You've got such a small Sample size at this Portion of the season To try and judge teams on Yeah I think I think it's quite a big game For them both For that reason Alone You know Sausage Munn played really well Against Hibs At the start of the season Lost um, Weren't so good Against Livingston Until the last 20-25 minutes When they're chasing the game 2-0 down And Ross County 0-0 against Hearts Should have won it um, But so I think it's a big test For both of them Tonight's teaser Can you name The seven Post-war players With the most appearances In Old Firm Derbies You've got John Gregg Paul McStay Roy Aitken Pat Bonner Danny McGrain Two to go This is when I usually Take over Fraser Go on Go on <laughs> Well We've gone with The greatest ever Ranger Let's go with The greatest ever Celtic Billy McNeil Yep So one to go mm-hmm. Now it's up to you Fraser <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think Guys have played a lot any other. Ian Ferguson No No I mean These guys are obviously Are you talking about company. The Betty all type people If the one name that I would liken him to And not because of the team he played for Danny McGrain When you hear Danny McGrain Sandy Jarman Sandy Jarman There Sandy. we go Sandy. Well done Thank you very much Gordon DL and Fraser Wishart Both joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are back tomorrow The big weekend preview At 6 o'clock In the company of Hugh Keevans And Mark Wilson In the meantime Just stay where you are Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.